This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ah, uh, yeah, it is the 12th day of Christmas, uh, the 12th day of Idaho's largest toy drive to benefit toys for tots. And it all culminates today. Nate Shellman, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can push your way through one more day, right? Oh, yeah. Especially as uh, it gets busier this afternoon. It, I was listening in yesterday for a while. Uh, sounded like it got a little nuts out here. We had uh, Dick Scott uh, came up. Dropped off ten thousand dollars from Tom Scott Honda. What is that's is that the third ten thousand dollar donation that we've received this year? You know, Mister Casper, I think it is. Wow! And we're not done yet. Wasn't uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember last year. You would probably remember better than 47, me. Forty-seven thousand dollars last year. Forty-seven total. We've got three donations of thirty grand already this yeah, year. Yeah, that's crazy. So Beardsmith is going to be showing up today. They did a uh, they did a, a beard event over the weekend. Uh, I don't know why Chris Walton wasn't invited. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, but uh, they raised uh, quite a sum of money that they'll be presenting this afternoon. That is awesome. West Ada School District is going to be stopping by. Uh, Harold's Auto Body. Uh, I've tried to warn the Marine Corps, and they're going to be. It's, it's all hands on deck. This afternoon, I heard there's a rumor your car may be stolen. <laughs> oh, it's not a rumor; it's a fact. No, it uh, is going to be stolen again today. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got word from a uh, state senator that she's just going to be taking my car. And, and by the way, I love it how people just tell me um, <laughs> they don't ask; they just I'm coming to get your SUV. Hey, I'm coming to take your car. Uh, my son and I are taking your car to Canyon County. Oh, okay, sure, go for it. Knock yourself out. Uh, wow. If, if, for those of you who didn't listen in, uh, didn't hear yesterday morning, uh, also, uh, we had the the toy store who had toys in storage. Yes. Um, and what was there, 10,000 different toys that they had in storage and just don't want to pay for storage anymore? Correct. So what do you do with those toys? You donate them to Toys for That's Tots. A, a, a lesser-known Pixar movie, by the way, Toy Storage. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't take off. Didn't do very well. Yeah. Now, now, see, if they would have added the wars to the end of that, Toy Storage Wars, <laughs> sure. it would have been oh, a huge yeah. hit on A&E. Um, so this, this is uh, what it's all about today. Um, here's our little drum roll so you can tell us uh, which, which truck we're on. You ready? Did you really practice that? Um, yeah, I, I, I learned that drum roll from Christmas Vacation. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I thought I did a pretty good uh, rendition. You thought that, huh? I did. Yeah. <clears throat> we are you working. You forget to go, joy to the world. <laughs> we are working on number five. All right. Uh, still. So. so we have begun on number five. Yes. Um, for uh, people's memory, last year we ended up with four and, and a half. half correct. Fifty-three foot semis full. Yes. We have today um, 
that that's a great goal to get into working on number six today, which would be awesome. And uh, Staff Sergeant Paula has put his head on the uh, uh, on the offering table today. Uh oh. Yes. Uh oh. What did he yes, do? Yes, he has volunteered as tribute. He has said, if we get five thousand toys today, today, he will shave his head today. Which to me, hey, you're a marine. It's it's you not should. it's not that far of a putt. I, I haven't checked that. Has has his head already shaved? Or no, no, okay, it's not. No, he's sure. he's actually quite vain about his hair. Uh, wow, so. okay, think about that. That's just crazy. So, but he has agreed to shave his head. Five thousand toys. toys today. Yes. And uh, our total toys, uh, you, I noticed uh, they were counting up again yesterday. Where, where are we at right now, total? Total right now, we are over 26. Wow. 26,000. 26,000 toys. Yes. I was going to say, do add that part. Everything that's in the trailer right now is uncounted. Uh, the Marine Corps is in charge of the count. We're just in charge of wrangling the toys. Um, and what people will see today is we've been kind of hiding all the bicycles. Well, we can't do that today because it's it's get out day. Yeah, uh, got to get them to where they're going to be going. Yes, we are wheels up probably sometime around eight o'clock. But we're done taking we're done taking toy donations here, here. at seven o'clock tonight. So uh, we're we're going to get a count hopefully for tomorrow morning, and uh, be uh, we're going to be delivering these bicycles to the Boise Bicycle Project, the the used bikes, which right now in front of the trailer you'll see fifty bikes. And it takes up half the trailer, half the distance of the trailer. Now, does that count the uh, bikes nope. that are? <laughs> you know where I was going with that. Yep. In, in the, uh, uh, the the trailer trailer that hasn't, you've been story, hasn't, hasn't counted. Hasn't counted. They those. haven't been counted Kendall yet. Ford they will be counted probably by the end of this program. Okay. Yes. So we we know for a fact we have fifty used bikes so far that will uh-huh. go to the Boise Bicycle Project. So far, yep. not counting the uh, Kendall. Auto Group's trailer, which is jam-packed. 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 And what will come in today. Correct. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome because the Boise Bicycle Project, uh, the way that, that it works is you have to make a request for a bike to the Boise Bicycle Project. Right. Um, so that they know how many bikes by Christmas time that they have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a request for 500 bikes so far from kids who have already written in and said, you know, hey, we, I, I want this bike. Um, so they're working to fulfill that need also in addition to the mission from the Marines. And if you think your bicycle is too far gone to be useful, understand the Boise Bicycle Project is also looking for parts. Yeah. So they can they can strip that bike down for the parts they need, and that, that bike will not go to waste. So if you just want to clear space out, if you've gotten your kids a new bike, if they don't use their bikes anymore, if you don't use your bikes anymore, um, bring, it, bring it on by. Honestly, just bring the bike on by. Idaho Central Credit Union uh, was here just as we were uh, yes. getting done with the show yesterday. Yes. Set up their money machine. Yes. 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 And, <laughs> and they had fun. Um, they didn't actually get a chance to use the money machine because they were too busy hauling toys. Ah. So, which is, which is actually fantastic yes. for them. It, it's, uh, a lot of times you'll see people just sit around and do nothing. We've been working this entire time. So it's been fun. Uh, and, and guys, I got to tell you, I, I can't thank Derek back in the studio. Thank you so much for keeping these guys on track. Uh, Chris, you you've you've uh, you've encouraged my shenanigans in this level. 
mm-hmm. for uh, for Many seven years. years and then, and <laughs> <laughs> but but when it came to when, when it came to this level of stupidity, I, I don't think either one of us saw it growing to this. No, not not, a, not at the beginning. But uh, <laughs> definitely, it's actually shocking that after that first year. You didn't stop everything, considering you you about froze to death. Yeah. Not not figuratively, literally, almost froze to death. Well, there were conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Heat was one of them. Uh, <laughs> Sides on the tent might be a good idea. Yes, yes. Out, outdoors harder to control <laughs> than the indoors. Yes, but uh, and, and for all the sponsors that have come on board with this, uh, Mike. I mean, I, I know it's not your first rodeo either with with doing drives and mm. all that, but. Thank you guys for being supportive on this, and the audience, your audience. Um, thank you guys. I honestly, it, it's 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 fun to do this, and this is a we thing, guys. It, it's not a me thing. This is a KBOI thing. It's an audience thing. Stop thanking me for everything I'm doing because I didn't fill this trailer almost five times. You guys didn't fill this trailer no. almost five times. The audience is. You guys are the ones doing the heavy lifting, and you guys are the ones who are who are making this worthwhile. And so, it is appreciated you. by us, of course, but more importantly, um, the people that don't even realize yet that they're going to be getting toys at Christmas, right? Because that's what we do this for. It's kids who might not get yeah. anything on Christmas morning. So um, that appreciation will come, of course, uh, when we get closer to Christmas. 5,000 toys and we get to shave a Marine's head. Yeah. Now, do you get to do that, or is that going to be done professionally? I, I, you know what? Uh, what makes you think I'm not a professional head shaver? <laughs> well, this is true. I, I, I it's not like you haven't got uh, some experience. I don't it. like your insinuation <laughs> on that. We'll talk more about this. That's what today is uh, about. KBOI News Time is uh, six fifteen. Time for our first check on uh, what's going on with sports. We go from the highs of highs to the lows of lows. I'm sure we'll talk about that more today with BSU. The news that came out yesterday. This update, by the way, is brought to you by our good friends Pork Belly and Kuna. They'll be opening up in forty five minutes. Don't forget a delicious, filling breakfast. And they also have the coffee drive through if you don't want to get out of your vehicle but want to get your day started off right. Get into Pork Belly and Kuna. Hey, I know. Let's start with the lows. Uh, Boise State quarterback. Talon Green announced Monday he is entering the transfer portal. However, he says he wants to keep open the possibility of remaining a Bronco. The school this week will decide whether to keep that opportunity available or just release him immediately. If Green leaves before the L.A. Bowl, Boise State will start either true freshman C.J. Tiller or walk-on Colt Fulton at quarterback against UCLA, and that'll be December 16th. Yes, because our backup quarterback uh, is out for the year. Yeah. The uh, Boise State men's basketball team plays North Texas. That's at 7 tonight at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos are 4-3. and three. The Mean Green are 5-2 and two with close losses only to St. John's and LSU. Boise State and new head football coach Spencer Danielson have agreed to a five-year contract for $6.5 million. The contract pays Danielson $1.1 million in 2024, a raise from the $425,000 he made this season as a defensive coordinator, then adds $100,000 a year through 2028, just like our contract. When it will reach... Wait, uh, when, what? When, what? Yeah, yeah that was a, a, a lie. Oh, okay. When it will reach uh, $1.5 million. In his third season as the Bronco coach, Andy Avalos was already making $1.55 million. The salary pool for assistant coaches in 2024 will be the highest ever, $2.5 million for 10 positions. That's sports. 
It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Tomorrow uh, is St. Nicholas Day. Tonight uh, would be St. Nicholas Eve. I'm just curious how many people uh, celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas, as it <laughs> is uh, called. This is something that I, I think this came from my uh, grandmother on my mother's side because we always celebrated this uh, when we were kids. It hasn't continued as a tradition um, with our kids, but I can remember um, setting out shoes um the night like tonight on on december 5th mm-hmm. um and it, it it's not toys and stuff that you would get in your shoe now keep in mind i grew up we grew up on a uh, pig cattle and horse farm so the shoes that we left out were our work boots ah okay <laughs> and in those work boots the next morning we would find uh an orange uh chocolates and various nuts like uh pecans yeah. uh walnuts and things like that sometimes thought you were going to say socks. Sometimes we would uh, get something as crazy as a Craigmont root beer, because when we grew up, we didn't get... Yeah. That, was, that was a treat for us. Right. Um, I, I can remember uh, also at times uh, being at my grandparents' house uh, to celebrate... And, and I don't know why I never put two and two together and go, why do we get this stuff on December 5th and then we also celebrate Christmas? But I can remember watching uh, one time Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with all our cousins and everything. We were young, and the door burst open, and in flew a couple of paper sacks just full of candy and nuts, and they exploded in the living room, scared the bejesus out of us, and then, of course, we go running outside to see if we can see St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't catch him. Um, but they, it's, it's kind of a Dutch was holiday. It just one of your parents pointing at the sky? Um, no, uh, we were all trying to look. <laughs> I can remember somebody said, "Oh, look, he bent a planter because there was a planter that was there, and we uh-huh. thought he ran into the planter." Um, it, it's kind of a gruesome holiday, believe it or not. Um, according to some, he resurrected children who had been murdered by a butcher. Saint Nicholas then became the protector of children. Um, and that's where all the, children are all, all, all children. Yeah. But it started butchers. out with he resurrected children who had been murdered by a butcher. This okay. sounds like a, a horror film, to believe it or not. Sounds like takes place in one part of a grocery store. So uh, I'm just curious. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Like I said, it's celebrated on de- December 6th, but today, tonight is the night you would leave your shoes out to find chocolate coins, uh, orange. Always got an orange. Cool. tucked into the shoe um and also uh where we have uh christmas um candy canes that also is a tradition that came from saint nicholas because it represents his staff mm-hmm. uh that he used to walk around with that's where candy canes I didn't uh, know he basically had came from any employees at all what color so, they were curious if you celebrated 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless you can email us chris at kboi.com mike at kboi.com or maybe this is a year you start a new tradition uh more we uh in well, that's a, it, it, it's it's a catholic thing to celebrate like 
the feasts of certain saints and yeah, things like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, this could be your new tradition. We end the uh, annual Idaho's Largest Toy Drive every year, uh, and this is your new tradition. Then uh, St. Saint Nicholas, you put out your toys or your shoes for toys and uh, things for your kids the next day. KBOI News Time, 626-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Really? Grandma got ran over by a reindeer? Derek, shame on you. I had to. I'll go, I, I guess that's no uh, worse than saying that we're celebrating, uh, you know, somebody who represent, uh, resurrected murdered children. That's uh, where originally the tradition of St. Nicholas came from. That's right. Uh, well, Elena. Res- resurrecting is a lot better than actually murdering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elena. But you notice the person, the butcher who murdered them uh, isn't celebrated, at least as far as I know. I, I don't think he has a day after him. Elena in Nampa listening on 670 AM. Uh, is this uh, celebration, St. Nicholas Day? Do you, uh, do you celebrate that in your family? Uh, we used to when we were younger. My uh, my mother was from Holland, so we would uh, put a shoe out on front of the fireplace. And so St. Nicholas had a white horse, and we would put a carrot or an apple in the shoe for his horse the night before. Uh, and then we would sing all these Dutch uh, holiday songs. And then, some, like you said, somebody would knock on the door, it would scare us, it scare us to death, <laughs> and we would run to the door, and then all this candy would come flying through the door, all sorts of candies and cookies, but you never saw who it was, uh-huh. and it's supposed to be his helper, Swartepeet, um, that was St. Nicholas's helper, and he oh, would carry a switch, so if you were bad, you would get spanked with the switch, but we never saw Swartepeet. Uh, so Man, yours, yours was a little so more always... brutal celebration than ours was. <laughs> I, I, we, I, we didn't have the switch thing. No, I never heard was... of the uh, the murdered children one either. <laughs> that was I never it heard was... of that. Maybe my mom held that from me. It, it was good that you guys didn't get in Dutch every year. Ha ha ha. But yeah, it was that, a really fun that... celebration. I haven't done it in years, but it was. Yeah. I was so glad to hear somebody else celebrated it. Yeah. It, well, I, we don't we don't either anymore. But I remember it as a kid. It was something that our family celebrated, yep. and we. I mean, we're not Dutch, so it was weird that we celebrated it. Uh, but thank yeah. you for sharing. Much appreciated. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, Elena. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, did you celebrate uh, St. Nicholas Day? Uh, go ahead and share your stories this morning if you want. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. We are broadcasting once again, final day in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, Toys for Tots, the 7th Annual Idaho's Largest Toy Drive. Uh, hopefully you'll get in today. You'll have until 7 o'clock to bring those toys uh, that load of toys, if you're going to donate cash or a check, you can do that today here in front of Sportsman's Warehouse with Newstalk KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, once again, 7th Annual Idaho's Largest Toy Drive to benefit Toys for Tots as we uh, mark the final day, the 12th day of our toy drive. Uh, this is the push coming up uh, today. You've, you've heard some of the challenges, some of the goals that we have today. Uh, we are on our uh, semi-trailer number five. All right, four completely full 50 three-foot trailers have been filled so far. Our goal is to start on trailer number six. Last year we had four and a half truck 
filled with toys. And we want to do better and bigger every single mm-hmm. year. We can't do that ourselves. Um, as we're, Nate we're mentioned a, a little bit earlier, it all comes with you and your help. Yeah, we're approaching the 30,000 toy mark, which is good. Yeah. Um, we've had two, uh, three $10,000 checks that have been donated uh, this year. That's And those are given to the... Marine Corps reservists who then go shopping and buy more toys. Yeah, yeah, and, and it also gives them a, a great kickoff to next year because, um, I mean, every year you, you get all the toys completely uh, decimated. So this isn't a thing where they just do it for a couple of weeks out of the year or the last two months of the year. This is an ongoing mission that goes on all year long to be able to gather the amount of toys needed for the fifteen to 16,000 kids uh, that need the help at Christmas time that would not get a chance to wake up on Christmas morning uh, and have a Merry Christmas. So um, this is an ongoing mission that they do all year long, and uh, it, it gives them a great kickoff into next year. Once again, they, they only take are able to take toys this year for donations up until the 15th, and that's why I kind of mentioned this is an ongoing mission. Right. So even though um, you get your toys or your, your cash donations in by the 15th, um, they have to have all their toys out by the 15th to make right. sure that in that 10 days it gets delivered to the places that it needs to for dissemination because it's, it's not just an overnight thing where you just quickly you go, oh, look, yeah. um, we're going to deliver these tonight. They'll be in the, under Christmas trees by tomorrow morning. Yeah, you, uh, they're you, they're you not like just, Santa Claus that way, unfortunately. You, you, you don't just surprise the parents who are wondering you know, how they're going to get their kids yeah. something for Christmas and you know, on Christmas Eve, you do it a little ahead of time. Exactly. So, once again, we are already here. Uh, as as every day, if you want to drop off your new unwrapped toy, book, or bicycle, you can already do it. You don't even have to get out of the warmth of your car, although it's not that cold this morning. Um, you can go ahead and do that. KBOI News Time, 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this, mel- uh, sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Um, the place to go if you love a delicious breakfast. Lots of food. Um, the best thing about them, they're there every morning making things from scratch, like homemade sausage gravy. It's made every day. Homemade Marionberry cream cheese. Where, who else does their own homemade Marionberry cream cheese? Fresh shredded hash browns made daily. Um, find out why it really is some of the best food you're going to get. Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. They open in 15 minutes. Boise State Beach Volleyball senior Emily Garris has been awarded $12,500 in tuition by the College Football Playoff Foundation and Dr. Pepper as part of the Go Teach Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. Every year, the program awards $2,500 checks to 150 student-athletes nationwide who are planning to become school teachers, then awards an additional 10000 each to 11 of those students. This is the second consecutive year a Boise State student has been a $12,500 recipient after gymnast Aaron Morden was chosen in 2022. On Monday Night Football, the Bengals beat the Jaguars 34-31 on an Evan McPherson 48-yard field goal in overtime. Cincinnati was without regular quarterback Joe Burrow, who has a torn wrist ligament and will miss the rest of the season. Backup Jake Browning, starting only the second time in his career, completed 32 of 37 pass attempts for 354 yards, setting a new NFL record for highest completion percentage in a first or second career start. Jacksonville finished the game with backup quarterback C.J. Bethard after Trevor Lawrence suffered an ankle injury with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter.
And the finalists for the 2023 Heisman Trophy were announced Monday. They are Louisiana State quarterback Jaden Daniels, Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., and Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Everyone but Harrison is a transfer portal acquisition. Daniels quarterbacked Arizona State before moving to LSU. Nix played at Auburn before Oregon. And Penix started his career at Indiana. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Doctor, although uh, you, our personal care providers and public health professionals, have long talked to us about the importance of knowing our numbers, it sounds like many of us aren't taking that message to heart. Is there a particular number that we need to pay attention uh, more to than any other? Well, there there definitely are several numbers so to speak. We call them biometrics that matter. These include things like our weight, our blood pressure, our blood sugar levels, our cholesterol. But new research shows that most people are not aware of one key number that really matters for our cardiovascular health. What is this underappreciated number? It's our cholesterol levels. And it's both the total cholesterol and what we call LDL, low uh, low density lipoprotein, or what commonly referred to as the bad cholesterol. And the latest figures suggest that about 40% of adults with high cholesterol are not aware of their condition, that is to say high cholesterol, and therefore aren't getting treatment. Any sense of why people aren't paying attention to their cholesterol levels? More importantly, what should we be doing about it? I mean, part of the problem is that this particular number, i.e. high cholesterol, you don't necessarily know you have high cholesterol until, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, you have a cardiovascular event like a heart attack or a stroke. So there's no identifiable symptoms. So it requires that we are proactively checking our cholesterol levels, especially if they've been elevated in the past, or certainly if you have a family history of either high cholesterol or cardiovascular disease, it's especially critical. And this is something that is routinely done during annual checkups with your doctor. Whether we're watching a football game or taking in a movie, few of us can resist reaching for a salty snack like popcorn or nachos. And while we know too much salt can boost our blood pressure a bit, you say there may be a new reason to step away from the salt shaker? That's right. New research from a major academic university here in the United States suggests that reducing salt intake could actually help prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes. How, how would that work? Well, one theory is that the excess salt disrupts kind of the balance of our gut bacteria. That leads to inflammation in our intestines, which contributes actually to insulin resistance, which therefore impairs our ability to metabolize glucose or sugars. So what's a salt lever to do? I mean, our bodies do require a certain amount of sodium or salt um, to maintain the right balance of fluids, to send nerve signals, to help muscles contract and relax. But the problem is we generally consume much more than we need. So the American Heart Association suggests about 1,500 milligrams of sodium per day is kind of the target, but we tend to consume more than twice that. So things that, quote, salt lovers can do is consider replacing salt with things like herbs or spices, lemon, lime juice, or even garlic or onion as flavor boosters, all of which lack salt's downside risks. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, Dr. Dan Meltzer. Thanks for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thanks, guys.
The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, it is the 7th annual Toys for Tots Toy Drive. It's Idaho's largest toy drive. You're invited to bring out your toys. Final day, you have till 7 o'clock tonight, so less than 12 hours left to get your toys in. New unwrapped toy books. Uh, bikes, new bikes, also used bikes if you want to bring those out. Uh, they will be given to the Boise Bicycle Project and they will refurbish them. There's, they've got a request for uh, over 500 bikes, kids wanting bikes this year for Christmas. That's what they do. So if you have a garage with a bunch of used bikes, bring them in. Uh, and then we will deliver those to the Boise Bike Project. They will refurbish them just like new and uh, somebody will get to open up a bike. For Christmas time, yeah. Um, wanted to uh, talk about breaking news that happened yesterday. It, it's so weird. You, it, 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 I don't know how the, you reacted to this when I saw this, and this was, you know, just just after our show. It was announced yesterday that Taylor Green um, has entered the transfer portal, and it it just was a gut punch. It felt like yeah. a gun punch. Um, especially from the highs that we had seen, you know, the Mountain West Championship, getting there, and Taylor Green actually playing. Um, a really good game. I mean, he, he made one mistake. That was it. Um, what was he, 13 of 15 passing? He had the one interception, but he was responsible he, for four touchdowns. Yeah, he was uh, offensive MVP of the game. Yeah. And then uh, announces that uh, he is uh, going to be leaving, which, you know, sitting here looking, it's like, wow, we have a really good chance uh, maybe to beat upset UCLA. I haven't looked to see what the line has changed, but UCLA um, was a two-and-a-half-point favorite installed right after it was announced that it would be Boise State. I'm guessing the fact now that we have a quarterback who will not have played in a game, basically, um, now that the the, the line is going to be a little bit wider, even though UCLA's quarterback has also entered the transfer portal. There have been over a dozen starting quarterbacks who mm-hmm. start for their program that have announced that they are going to go play somebody else next for somebody else next year. Here's what the bowl season has become, with the exception of the games that are for the national championship. You know, those two teams with mm-hmm. one loss each yeah. and the other two. Uh, it has become a, a, a way for you to check out uh, the freshmen who play for yeah. everybody who makes a bowl game because a whole bunch of the other ones who think they should be starting more than they do or for a better team or something like that, they're going to go into the uh, portal and you won't see them during bowl season. They'll sit out because they don't want to be injured for their next team. And that was, it used to be that's what you worried about, especially those um, players. You know, who are going to the uh, NFL, NFL, they would opt out to but not only, play because they don't want to get injured. But now you have, yeah. oh, oh, I don't want to get injured before I get my new But only them. And it NIL was, and it was a, like I said, and it was a few dozen guys. Now it's somebody from every team. Well, and, and it's going to be even more. What they have over a thousand uh, players entered yeah. the transfer portal last year. Now, here's the thing it's not necessarily a good thing for everybody. Out of those over a thousand players, you hear about the superstars that transfer, and of course, mm-hmm. you know they they can go play anywhere. And the ones that do well, like I mentioned, you know earlier, there are four finalists for this year's Heisman. Mm-hmm. Three of them are quarterbacks, all of whom started their careers with one school, were starters, and then switched and are now starters with a different school. Yeah, 
Oregon State, for example, lost their first-string quarterback. So you think the second string would be excited yeah, um, because he'd probably be the starting quarterback. Oh, no, he's leaving too. So <laughs> uh, apparently don't want to play for the Pac-12. But I want to get your thoughts on, on this this morning. If you want to weigh in, um, like I said, just a, a gut punch uh, to me. I, I know it's life as it is in the NCAA and, until or if this get gets fixed. Um, and I, I know right now they're, the NCAA – uh, a, a it isn't going to do anything because they're afraid of lawsuits. So they're not going to oversee uh, and change any of the transfer rules because if they do, they're going to be spending millions of dollars fighting it in court, and it's a lo- it's a losing battle because how do you stop somebody um, from you know in, in, in the United States yeah. from saying you can't earn a living? And that's what NCAA football is starting to become even though the NIL transfer rule was not put in specifically um, you know, for, for players <laughs> yeah. to make money to transfer. Regardless, it was uh, to make money while you're with the team. Regardless of what it was put in for, this is what it yeah. happens now. We'll talk more about this if you want to weigh in. Love to see hear your thoughts this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports real quickly again. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Get in. They open up every morning at 7 o'clock. They're open right now for breakfast. A fan in his 30s died Monday during the Sacramento Kings 127-117 loss to New Orleans at the Golden One Center in Sacramento. The Kings organization says only that the man passed away following a medical emergency while paramedics were administering CPR for about 20 minutes. The incident did not interrupt the gameplay, and the crowd was informed of the death in the game's fourth quarter. Boise State quarterback Taylor Green, as we just mentioned, announced Monday he's entering the transfer portal. However, he says he wants to keep open the possibility of remaining a Bronco. The school this week will decide whether to keep that opportunity available or release him immediately. If Green leaves before the L.A. Bowl, Boise State will start either true freshman C.J. Tiller or walk-on Colt Fulton at quarterback against UCLA December 16th. That's the way to debut. The Boise State men's basketball team plays North Texas at 7 tonight at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos are 4-3. and three. The Mean Green are 5-2. and two, And they have close losses only to St. John's and LSU. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to weigh in this morning. Talon Green, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to be playing, but it hasn't even been announced if he's going to be playing in the bowl game or not. Um, he just announced that he is going to be entering the transfer portal. Now, um, Spencer Danielson, new head coach, um, put out a statement yesterday saying, and this is a quote, I think Taylor Green is an exceptional athlete and a wonderful follower of Christ. He's decided to explore his options, but we'll want to keep Taylor in the Treasure Valley. I plan to talk to him and his father Monday evening. That was last night. We are not done with Taylor yet, and I hope he understands the growth potential he has here in Boise. Now, uh, Taylor also left the door open. He didn't say, hey, I am transferring. I am done for sure. Um, he said he is uh, leaving the door open to his, explore his opportunities. Now, I don't, I don't know what that necessarily means oh. that, you know, hey, if I, if I open the door to my recruiting and somebody gives me a million dollars, I'll see ya. 
<laughs> which which I, feel, I wouldn't blame him. I felt kind of badly yesterday because I saw on uh, X, formerly Twitter, where he had announced that he was uh, entering the transfer portal, and he started off with a Bible verse, and it brought me no comfort whatsoever. <laughs> You know, I, I will say, you know, because I, as a parent, and we had four kids that played college sports, and if any one of them had come and said, hey, you know, and one of them played college football at mm-hmm. Eastern Oregon, um, you know, a little different in, in that it's NAIA, but if, if, under a situation, if he had come to me and says, hey, Dad, um, I have this school that wants me to uh, transfer, and they're going to give me $100,000. Which is like, more than I'm getting from the Legrand Chamber yeah, of Commerce. It, it's like, what? I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I gave my loyalty. You know, these guys have, you know, so far, you know, given me two years of a scholarship. I'd be going, you're stupid to stay. I mean, is your, is your school, if you stay there, are they going to give you $100,000 a year? It's like... You need to go. I mean, $100,000, you have See, your scholarship. You're you, going to be starting your life with a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash you, if you take you, care of it. You would have made a halfway decent uh, financial advisor because <laughs> when people offer you hundreds of thousands of dollars, your philosophy is, yeah, go ahead and take that. You, you really can't blame them, can you? As, I mean, it's upsetting. And like I said, to me, when I saw this news, it was just a gut punch. Um, you yeah. know, I was hoping with uh, Spencer Danielson that we wouldn't, you know, lose anybody. And I... I think a lot of people hoped that yesterday. 208 3700 I, uh, I have a theory as to why it's easy to leave Boise State, because the grass looks greener everywhere. Yeah. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to weigh in? You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. It is time for one final check on what's going on with other sports today. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Open for breakfast already this morning as they are every day, seven days a week. Don't forget, if you love breakfast, uh, this is one of those places where you can actually go and have breakfast the entire time they're open. Uh, for instance, you can get your breakfast at 1.30 in the afternoon if you uh, want to get into Pork Belly, downtown CUNA. Boise State and new head football coach Spencer Danielson have agreed to a five-year contract for $6.5 million. The contract pays Danielson $1.1 million in 2024, a raise from the $425,000 he made this season as a defensive coordinator, then adds $100,000 a year through 2028, when it will reach $1.5 million. In his third season as the Bronco coach, Andy Avalos was already making $1.55 million. The salary pool for assistant coaches in 2024 for Danielson will be $2.5 million for 10 positions. Boise State Beach Volleyball senior Emily Garris has been awarded $12,500 in tuition by the College Football Playoff Foundation and Dr. Pepper as part of the Go Teach Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. Every year the program awards $2,500 checks to 150 student-athletes nationwide who are planning to become school teachers. Then awards an additional 10000 each to 11 of those students. This is the second consecutive year a Boise State student has been a $12,500 recipient after gymnast Aaron Morden was chosen in 2022.
And on Monday Night Football, the Bengals beat the Jags 34-31 on an Evan McPherson 48-yard field goal in overtime. Cincinnati was without regular quarterback Joe Burrow, who has a torn wrist ligament and will miss the rest of the season. Backup Jake Browning, starting for only the second time, completed 32 of 37 pass attempts for 354 yards, setting a new NFL record for highest completion percentage in a first or second career start. Jacksonville finished the game with backup quarterback C.J. Beathard after Trevor Lawrence suffered an ankle injury with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, broadcasting live, uh, Idaho's largest toy drive to benefit Toys for Tots. We're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, We have an updated count. This is absolutely amazing, by the way. 111 used bikes so far, Mm -hmm. and we have until 7 o'clock today. this is the first year that we've been we've been taking anything used. Mm-hmm. Normally, we always say it's got to be a new unwrapped toy, which it does for toys. But for bikes, we'll take certainly a new bike. But if you have a used bike, you can donate that as well, and that bike will be fixed up and then given to uh, a kid locally. Think about how big this is for the Boise Bicycle Project, because that's who we've teamed up with this year to take those used bicycles. We've been mentioning all week long that they've had uh, requests. Oh, look, somebody just pulled up with uh, pickup. More toys coming in this morning. (laughs) Um, We've been telling you all this week they've got requests for five hundred kids who would like a bike for christmas Mm -hmm. so they're looking to fill those orders with the 111 used bikes that we've received so far that's one-fifth of their need that have come from kboi listeners dropping off those bikes so thank you thank you so much you have uh, gone far and above and beyond especially for help with the boise bicycle project this year that's one-fifth of the need that they have needed for this upcoming christmas so thank you keep them coming in taking your donations once again until seven o'clock tonight here in front of sportsman's warehouse uh craig writes in this morning we're talking about uh Taylor Green entering the transfer portal says, look on the positive side. The bowl game will give the third and fourth string an opportunity to play on a bigger stage. It will also give the fans a look at what might be possible for next year. I'm sure uh, Taylor will find a team needing a 50% pass percentage quarterback. That's from Craig. (laughs) Uh, Paul in Nampa, been waiting patiently, uh, listening on 670 AM this morning. Paul, your thoughts? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks for the yeoman work making sure the kiddos are going to have some toys on Christmas Day. Thank you. Um, I saw it coming a long time ago. He's very talented, Taylor is. And he uh, he only made one really bad miscue in his last game, but he made up for it by having the game that he did have. And, um, you know, he's you know, if he decides to go somewhere else, I wish him luck and I wish him well. But he's only going to be able to shine as good as his front line is. And by that, I mean he's got to have a supporting cast. He's got to have some talented running backs, and he's got two of them, Holani and Genty, which opens up the passing game. And if those guys are blocking the way they have and they make the holes the way they do, the sky's the limit for that guy. And it sounds so, like you think his, uh, his best opportunity would be just to stay right yeah. here at Boise State. I, I really I think so. uh, thank you for the call and the thoughts. Um, yeah. I, I said that before. I, I think... The advantage for him is 
that he's in a system now. He'll have the same offensive coordinator um, going in um, for his second year in a row. Same offense, same same coach that he's used to. Um, the players, his best friend on the team. Now, hopefully this isn't something that will lead to um, uh, another transfer, but his best friend on the team and his roommate is uh, Austin Jenny. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping this isn't, you know, something that we could see uh, another transfer coming in. But I also think it's good for Genty too, because he knows by far next year he is going to be the right. the leader um, as far as the running backs. Um, so I don't know. And like I said, the door's left open. We'll we'll see if Spencer can talk Talon into staying or not. If Talon makes that decision, uh, but we're just taking your thoughts this morning. If you want to weigh in, phone lines open once again two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, yeah, this is the 12th day of Christmas, our Christmas anyway, that gets underway uh, on Black Friday and has been going on through the end of day today, 7 p.m., is when we will take your last donations if you're going to drop them off here. Now, continuing the donations, uh, they will continue to take your donations, talking about uh, the Marine Corps, but as far as our toy drive here, 7th Annual Idol's Largest Toy Drive, uh, we will take donations up until 7 o'clock. So if you have plans, you've been gathering your work, your business, your church, whatever, and you've got all those toys all gathered and ready to go, uh, you've been putting it off and putting it off. Uh, Don't put it off any longer than today. Uh, and it's going to get busier as the day goes on. Um, just to give you a uh, quick update, 111 used bicycles have been gathered so far. That's just the used bicycles. This year we have teamed up for the first time ever with the Boise Bicycle Project. If you've been listening to us all this week, Boise Bicycle Project has a need uh, request because what they do is they take requests every year from children um, who want bikes so that they know exactly how many bikes that they need to get out. 500, a little over 500 was the request. And thanks to you, our listeners, there have been 111 used bikes delivered. Not that's, bad. That's just the used bikes, all right? Yeah. There have been dozens and dozens of new bikes delivered. Um, we've got new toys, uh, over 25,000 toys wow. have been delivered so far. Um, we're looking for another 5,000 today because we have a Marine who has agreed to shave his head if we get 5,000 toys delivered today. That would also put uh, us you, over 30,000 toys. You, you might be thinking, Marine, shave his head? Who cares? But no, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal because he doesn't have to shave his head yep. and doesn't really want to. <laughs> so, But he said he will if we get 5,000 toys today. Yeah. Um, so it's all up to you. If you want to drop it off, we're at Sportsman's Warehouse. Once again, we'll be here till 7 o'clock tonight. Huge thank you to all of our uh, sponsors uh, that help to do this because uh, the easiest part is us getting the word out. I mean, that that's the easy part. 
getting the toys yeah. out to the kids, the Marines' mission, that's a difficult part. And more importantly, they can't do their job without you taking part in this. And, and once again, a huge thank you to everybody so far this year who has been a part of the 76th year the Toys for Tots has gone on, gone on the seventh year here that KBOI and all of our sponsors and listeners have been involved in Idaho's largest toy drive. I repeat myself every year, but every year I find it to be true that if you do not feel like uh, you're in the Christmas spirit yet, get involved with a toy drive, this one in particular, and you will feel the Christmas spirit. You know, choosing gifts for kids you don't even know, uh, it'll make you and your family happy. It'll make you feel more like it's Christmas time to give. Especially if you get your children involved. You, you'll, you, you won't believe. You, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people sit there and go, well, I can't. My, my kids will be upset because they're yeah. going shopping for somebody well, else and they don't get the if toy. You have, let's say you have an eight-year-old boy. You, you ask him. Now, do you know what an eight-year-old boy would like? Because there's an eight-year-old boy out there who's not going to get a Christmas unless we buy him something, and I need your help to help me find something that he would like. Do you know what an eight-year-old boy would like, And it's, you eight-year-old boy? It's great to get them started off and understanding what giving means at, at, at an age like that. So, yeah, getting your entire family involved is really cool. Um, by the way, as we mentioned, now we stop. As far as our donations uh, today at seven o'clock, but the donations and the need is still there, um, and not just donations. Say, so say you're you're not having a great year, you don't have money to be able to go out and get toys. You can still donate their time, uh, your time, and, and they look for people to help out because even with all the Marines that are involved in this, it takes a lot of man hours to separate all the stuff, all the toys into gender specific uh, age groups. And if you want to be a volunteer, or if you think you're going to be in need this year your kids aren't going to have uh, a holiday without the help of the marine corps um, you can get that their website is boise and then dash id dot toys for tots dot org all the information everything you need for toys for tots here in idaho is right there how you can volunteer what you need to do if you want to make sure you know a family or your own family is in need that's the website you need to know if you want to continue donating that's also the website you need to know um, because this is a, a 365 next year 366 uh, day a year mission they do this all year long. This isn't just a month or two before Christmas. Oh, right. Leap year. Yeah, that's no, right. next year's leap year. So <laughs> um, so once again, thank you to everybody so far. Uh, to those who are going to be donated today, thank you in, in advance. We are working on, by the way, uh, already our, our sixth truck. All right. That's what that's what we want to get to our sixth truck. We are on truck number five right now. Last year, remember, we had four and a half semi trailers full. We're through with four. Mm -hmm. We've begun our fifth. We're hoping to get to number six. We can't do that without you. So get those toys in. Huge thank you to the people who have donated cash and checks. We've had three different people or groups or organizations this year that have given ten thousand dollar checks that's three nice. that's thirty thousand with just three donations very very generous of we've them. had uh, generous donations of a thousand dollars from various uh, groups so thank you to everybody who has uh, donated it will continue until seven o'clock once again tonight in front of sportsman's uh, warehouse 
We'll take a uh, break here. we got a couple things coming up, more having to do with sports uh, again today. Um, we've got uh, Bronco Tuesday. Bob Beeler is going to come out live on location with us this morning. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, kind of a cool thing happened as far as a scholarship. Nah, not one scholarship, two scholarships <laughs> that a student athlete from Boise State was awarded. And uh, this is a big deal because what do you, what, there's only 12? 11. 11 in the entire that, that nation get, that get that, this. That get the full amount. 150 get the smaller amount. Only 11 get the uh, larger amount. Second year in a row for a Boise State student. So uh, that student, by the way, is going to be on with us today. So that's coming up on the way. Uh, and uh, we've also got our Casper and Chris Damnier Impossible Question. Coming up next, $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue can be yours. Stick around. We'll give you a chance to answer the question right after Bronco Sports today. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's damn near impossible question once again brought to you by our friends at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. When it comes to real estate, you've seen mortgage rates have dropped 10 straight weeks in a row. Does that mean it's time to uh, buy? Is it time to sell? They can uh, help you come to that decision and help you through the process. Give them a call today at 208-888-4128. Mary is going to get first crack at our question. $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue, Mary, will be yours if you can tell us... The first U.S. Census, 1790, only had four options for race. What were those four specific options? Hello, Mary. Female. Hello? Okay. Hello. All right. Give give us those four options. Okay. Free white male, free white female, all other free persons, and slaves. That, that is, is it. Correct. Yes. Um, we Yay. had somebody trying to work on it earlier this morning and said they could only come up with three. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the split was free white males and free white females. Right. Um, and then the only other two were all other free people and then the slaves. So congratulations, 1790, four options of race. You've got a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy it. Stay on the line. Got to get some more information from you. Um, don't worry. For those of you who are waiting through trying to get uh, that R&R barbecue, we've got more tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. So we're giving that away all this week for our Casper and Chris Damn Your Impossible Question. Broadcasting live once again in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, 7th Annual Idaho's Largest Toy Drive. Final day up until 7 o'clock tonight. We'll be taking your donations. Drop them on by. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. It is Bronco Tuesday, the day we talk about other Olympic sports at Boise State University. And today, we're going to be talking about beach volleyball. Don't go away. This is Bronco Tuesday, where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk, KBOI. 8.36, he might be, uh, especially over the last uh, week or so, maybe the hardest working man in broadcast radio. 
Uh, Bob Beeler, been very, very busy. Uh, but today, Tuesday's Bronco Tuesday, always the day we set aside to talk about the other Olympic sports at Boise State University. Uh, and this morning, we are talking uh, beach volleyball. Yes, we are. And more importantly, we're talking with Emily Garris. I'm watching the football game announcing Boise State's win over UNLV, and I see a big picture on the big jumbotron <laughs> that has Emily Garris's picture, and then I look down on the field, and she's standing there with two big checks. Emily Garris from <laughs> Beach Volleyball is the uh, Go Teach Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway winner. Emily, thanks for joining us, and congratulations. Thank you for having me, and thank you so much. It was pretty exciting. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you know of what the award is for. I know it's a part to create helping a teacher shortage, and that's something you want to get into. It is. So from my understanding, it was a student teachers who want to pursue a career in education tuition giveaway. And so I'm studying elementary education with a middle school math endorsement and was nominated by my academic advisor at Boise State for this award, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have been nominated. How much more school do you have left, personally? I have a year. I'm graduating a semester late because I have some student teaching to do, but I'm excited about that. And now the idea of a master's is on my radar. Now, you um, knew about the $2,500 reward, uh, but the $10,000 reward was uh, a surprise. And there's only 11 students across the whole country who get that $10,000 grand prize. Um, what were your feelings when uh, it was announced that you'd be getting, in addition to the $2,500, <laughs> you had $10,000 coming your way? It was just really wild. I remember standing there as everyone was coming down to the field to get ready, and I told my mom, I was like, I don't want to sound crazy, but I feel like I see two big pieces of cardboard over there by Jeremiah Dickey. <laughs> so <laughs> what was, was like, it like? What's actually going on here? And then the moment it was revealed on the field was just smiles all across my face. I was like, I don't feel like I looked surprised, but I was just in shock and, like, excitement. <laughs> We're visiting with Emily Garris, again, the uh, award winner for Go Teach Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway beach volleyball player at, at Boise State. So what's it like carrying those big checks up into your seats <laughs> where you're, where you're going to sit and then holding them for the game and taking them to the car afterwards? It was actually a pretty cool experience in the fact that we walked up a section that was all UNLV fans. And I'm in a bright blue sweatshirt. <laughs> but as I'm walking up, I hear, you're the girl that got all that money. And the whole section just starts clapping and telling yeah, me, like, oh, congratulations, cool. you need good teachers. The occasional, that's four years of your salary. But just, like, the joy from fans and the whole stadium all across the board was just really exciting. And then, yeah, the car ride was a little squished on the way home, but I guess it was worth it. <laughs> Normally in uh, Las Vegas, to get a big check, you have to win a slot tournament or something. So you, you did great. My first profit in Vegas. What can I say? Yeah, right. <laughs> well done. Emily, I understand you're doing some substitute teaching already. What's that experience been like, and how do you think that will help you uh, when you move into a full-time position? Well, it was definitely crazy the first time. It's like, am I really in charge of all of these children right now? I don't even have a degree to do this, but okay. But it has been just super exciting. I have a lot of friends whose parents are teachers and just the support I've gotten from them, not only of like, if I want to come in and do things that aren't substitute and just get experience, but then also people asking you, what days are you available to sub and like seeing how I need it in the community and me substituting for them is also just helping prepare me for 
my own work experience in a sense. So it's been really cool. And it's a great way to see the different schools and test out different grades, really see what I like so that I can figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I've got teachers in my school. My mom at 81 is still teaching. Um, I've got kids who are are teachers. Um, When did you um, decide that this was what you wanted to do for a career? Is this something um, since you've been little that you've wanted to be a teacher or is this recent? I feel like somewhat both. The idea, I think, has always been in my head because I've always loved kids and I've always enjoyed going to school. I like learning. I like seeing that growth that I can make and that others can make as well. And then going into my sophomore year, I was undeclared, kind of just thinking business in the back of my head because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But then I just was talking with my mom and decided, why not go for it? Like, I love planning. It's a great way to, like, help the community you can have a family pretty decently down the road because you get your summers off, which isn't like the big bonus, but makes having a life outside of work easier. And it just kind of was something that I decided I wanted to put my energy and focus towards and pursue that to make myself happy and be a helper in the community as well. It sounds like you have the right attitude. I I knew a few kids in college who told me the best thing about uh, being an education major was June, July, and August. But uh, it sounds like it sounds like your head's more on straight. What 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 kind of would you like to be a grade school teacher or you know junior high high school a coach? What would you like to do? That's where I'm at right now in the decision making part of it. But mm. I really love the little, so I feel like I could see myself in elementary. Second grade might be my bottom that I go. I like to do all the subjects, whereas I feel like the younger you get, the more is an emphasis on reading and writing but i'm also a math girl i love that there's a right and a wrong and the middle school age you just get to be so sarcastic with them it's a different level of connection so i'm trying to figure out if i want to have all my little friends in elementary or be sassy with the middle schoolers and really connect uh, make a connection there in in our uh, profession we get that totally we you know <laughs> we like to have that outlet too we're visiting with Emily Garris. She is a Boise State senior, also from Boise, from Capitol High School. And, Emily, you started playing indoor volleyball and then now are playing beach volleyball. So why did you decide to move to the beach, and what do you enjoy most about it? I think moving to beach for me just came at a time in my life where indoor volleyball, I kind of I was on a downhill with it. I've always loved it. I've played it all my life, but I just had some experiences that I needed to find a new way to re-get the flame in me ignited and really find that passion again. And beach volleyball is such a fun sport. I've grown up playing a lot of grass, which is doubles as well. And so it was similar to that, but still a way, like I had to push myself and learn the new parts of beach and really get, get it going. So I've just got that competitive drive started up again, and it was a great opportunity to find that passion and love for the sport again. I want to share one other thing about Emily. She also does the color commentary on some of the regular volleyball, indoor volleyball games on the Mountain West Network. Emily, you do a really good job on that. Thank you very much. That's a good job that I got voluntold to do, but I'm glad <laughs> I did it. It's been a good experience. <laughs> Uh, Emily, uh, thank you very much. Congratulations uh, again on those uh, two uh, scholarship checks. Uh, They've got continued success. Great talking to you this morning. Thank you so much for having me. KBY News Time is 844. Bronco Tuesday continues. We'll talk to her coach, Allison Voigt, when we come back next.
Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk, KBOI. It is Bronco Tuesday. We're broadcasting live uh, once again in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Bob Beeler is even out with us uh, this morning for Bronco Tuesday, and we're talking beach volleyball. Yes, we are. Allison Voigt, who we visited with a couple of times this fall, rejoins us today. Allison, you've got to be very proud of Emily Garris. She not only gets the scholarship money, but uh, she's playing for you at the same time. She's substituting, getting involved in the profession she wants. That's what you talk about a real good student-athlete. She is the epitome of being a student athlete. I'm very proud of her. She is one of those people that this, she deserves this award and this, this recognition just because she puts so much hard work, not only on the volleyball court, but also in her studies. So she is fantastic. Well, we look, your schedule is coming out. We talked to you a lot about the success in the pear season in the fall, looking to the spring. Mm-hmm. I think you guys need to have the, the uh, trip to Hawaii broadcast. <laughs> You're getting a beach you know, tournament in I Hawaii. That too. sounds great. No, I know exactly. No, we're really excited for that tournament. Hawaii always is a very fun trip in general, but they always bring in very good teams at their tournaments. So we're really excited for just the competition, but also, you know, to get out of the rain and maybe coldness in Boise, Idaho to go to Hawaii, I mean, I feel like that's a no-brainer. <laughs> Going into, uh, I, I mean, you, you have your off-season kind of right now. What, what specifically um, do you think that you have to work on in this off-season uh, to get ready for the spring season ahead for your team? Yeah, so right now we just, uh, last week we met with our team kind of going in before they leave for their holiday break, and we just kind of chatted with each one of them and being like, hey, we want you to have rest you know, and enjoy the time with family. But also we want to make sure we don't take our foot off the gas. We want to make sure we are still being active and focusing on the little things that we want to keep getting better at. So we feel like when we get back in January, we're not losing anything that we train for during the fall. And so our biggest thing is, of course, rest is huge, getting back to being healthy and having that kind of, that re kind of ignite that competitiveness and coming in pretty fresh and January is the biggest thing. And hopefully our girls do that over break because we have little things, of course, we want to keep getting better at. And so we feel good going to the spring season that we have laid out in front of us. Well, I noticed there's two weekends that you're going to be hosting this year. I think in the past it's been mm-hmm. one. So with your facilities and being in the beach volleyball community longer, is it has it now been an opportunity where you can host more? Yeah, I think because we've been a – um, a very good program the last couple of years and we just keep building in our program. We just want to make sure we keep getting beach volleyball out there in the community. And the fact that a lot more teams want to come and visit Boise uh, around us, we're able to host a couple more tournaments that we're not used to. So we have a couple great tournaments coming up uh, end of March and a couple standalone uh, matches in April that we're able to bring some teams in. And I think the last couple of years we've been very fortunate with the weather because you never know. And during that time in Boise, it might be hit or miss. But we've been very fortunate when we've had some really great weather and great competition where I think a lot more people are really excited to have beach volleyball here in Boise. The uh, schedule, spring schedule is uh, due to be released tomorrow. Um, anything you know about the uh, spring schedule um, that you can look at as of right now? Tell us what to expect next year. Yeah, we are really excited for just the competition that we have in front of us this spring. We 
our biggest thing going into the spring when we laid out the uh, schedule was we want to play a lot more top 20 programs because that's the thing that we have been knocking on the door is being a top 20 program. And so I'm just really excited to have, uh, we always go to Arizona the first weekend just to get south as soon as possible once our season starts at the end of February. And we have a couple of matches just in SoCal. Hawaii, of course, is on our schedule, but my, I'm just really excited. We're actually going to southeastern Louisiana. They're in our conference in the Southland, but they're hosting a tournament with a lot of the southeastern Florida teams that we haven't been able to play yet in our program. And so I'm really excited to see those teams because they're usually top 20 programs, and I just want to see how we do against those um, programs that we haven't played before and just get a good outlook of going into our uh, championship season in April just to kind of have a good foundation feeling like we can play anyone and play at a really high level coach thanks for taking time with us this morning uh when you uh, wish you continued success uh in your spring i'm sure we'll talk to you again coming up in the spring uh but once again beach volleyball head coach allison Voigt, thanks once again for being with us this morning thank you it was great talking with you guys and go broncos 851 we'll take one more break when we come back uh we will talk a little bit about uh, a sport we haven't had a chance to talk a lot about so far uh this year and that's basketball we'll talk a little bit about that here in our next segment on news talk kboi now back to bronco tuesday on your flagship for the broncos news talk kboi 854, Bob Beeler with us. It is Bronco Tuesday. Uh, normally we talk about other sports, but one of the sports we have not talked about a lot, even though the season is officially underway, is uh, basketball. Boise State uh, picked up a really good win on Friday. I watched that game against St. Mary's. The one thing I've noticed so far early in the season, Bob, uh, as you change your hat from football to basketball for tonight, because you'll be calling the uh, game, um, Boise State has been doing fantastic in the first half, and then for whatever reason, um, you know, I know teams go in at halftime and, and try to make adjustments, but the first half they've been fantastic, and then the second half they've kind of slowed down, and that even happened against St. Mary's. They just were up so far in the first half that um, they were able to hold on fairly easily uh, against a pretty good St. Mary's team this year. Well, Boise State is 4-3 and three on the season. They've played the fourth toughest schedule so far this year. In the nation, right? In the nation. Yeah. Uh, the last five games have included Clemson, Virginia Tech, Virginia Commonwealth, Butler, and St. Mary's. The game tonight is against the team that won the NIT last year, North Texas. Now about half their roster is gone from last year and half is back, but they're solid. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country, so we'll see if Boise State can score against a team that is sixth in the country, allowing just 56 points a game. And Boise State is trying to protect a 16-game home court win streak which is the sixth longest in the country. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's pretty impressive. Is everybody playing up to uh, the, their level so far this year? Is anybody kind of slowing down? Well, I think the thing that's kind of surprised me, at least early, is they've not shot the ball as well yeah. as I thought no. they would. I, I was going to pick out one person in particular who shot really well last year that I, I has not even come close to hitting his stride that I think will eventually. Uh, but the games that I've watched, Max Rice is not hitting his shots at all. Max is just 6 out of 31 from three-point yeah, range that's at 19%. <laughs> and last year in uh, in Mountain West games, he was especially good shooting around 40%. So I think he's a guy that will come back. If I remember, not last year, but the year before, he started off slowly and then made about everything once we got to the new year. It so kinda, It kind of yeah. feels like uh, Dagenhardt has started off maybe a little slowly, but uh, Abbo's doing uh, Yeah, I think he's really a guy that really well. has taken off from last year. Now, when you're somebody like Dagenhardt and you're the – 
best player on the team, mm-hmm. you're probably getting schemed against a little bit more than some of the other guys on the team. More than and I then, think. you know, you've got your core of Degenhart, Abo, and, and Rice. And then a lot of the other guys are new, and they're trying to fit them in. They, they like the players they have. They've gone a little bit deeper. Uh, the last couple of games, they've gotten a lot out of Omar Stanley, who's the transfer mm-hmm. from St. John's. Uh, the other one that you're starting to see pick up, and I, I, I think it's just because, you know, especially as much as they count on um, a point guard, um, you're starting to see Anderson be a little bit more of what you saw with his team last year in being able to get into the offense and get his own shot. Um, he, he's looking a little more comfortable, and you're going to have to have him be comfortable if, yeah. if you want that position and, to be good. And right now the position has really been you know, kind of split between he and Jace yeah. Whiting, who was on the team last year. So uh, uh, Mar- stepping in for Marcus Shaver is not the easiest thing to do. No, no. Uh, Bob, thank you uh, once again. Look forward to the call tonight. Tip-off is 7, seven o'clock. Um, and it will be on News Talk KBOI. So thank you uh, once again. Appreciate it. We'll take a break. Uh, news coming up top of the hour. Final hour in. It is uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. The final day is today. We're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. A lot of people already dropping off toys. We're looking for you. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Final day of uh, our toy drive going on today. Idaho's largest toy drive to benefit Toys for Tots. The brand new number one from that new artist, Brenda Lee. How crazy is that? This song uh, has been out for 65 years. Mm -hmm. And it never hit number one on the charts. Till this week. Until now. Yeah. Uh, For the first time in history, Brenda Lee hit number one. Um, I did a little research trying to figure out, okay, why all of a sudden? I mean, this song has been around for Mm -hmm. a long time. Why all of a sudden did Brenda Lee, after 65 years, hit number one? With this. I mean, Uh, she had other number ones. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, um, to celebrate the 65th anniversary of the song, she released a YouTube video where she lip syncs the original um, while family, friends, and Santa enjoy the holidays around her. Uh, there were also cameos from Trisha Yearwood, T- Tanya Tucker. Um, that already has more than 3 million you know, views, which will help most, you out. Most pop stars, rock stars, and people like that don't live enough or don't live long enough to celebrate the 65th anniversary of <laughs> any one of their hits. But, a lot of, but she has. And a lot of people might not she know she was it. about, what, 13, 13 14? 13 years old when the yeah. uh, song first came out. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, Brenda Lee. Her biggest hit was, I'm sorry, <laughs> so sorry. We are in front of uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, our show is going to be going on here until 10 o'clock. It's been fun um, because out of the back window of our RV, or as we like to call it, the uh, KBOI uh, Mobile Command Center, mm-hmm. uh, we've been watching people dropping off toys, right. we can see bikes the w- throughout the morning. We're, we're in here doing the morning show and watching the work going on out the window. Yes, um, and the work is from you, our listeners. Thank you. Can't say thank you enough because um, this goes absolutely nowhere. We wouldn't be working on... Uh, trying to get our fifth truck 
get to our fifth semi-trailer full of toys. If it wasn't for you, right. all your donations of, of all the toys that are coming in. I'm sitting here watching right now. Another person is dropping off toys this whether morning. You're, whether you're somebody who donates or just somebody who has a lot of children, you're doing your part. You are doing your part, and, and you're the most important part, by the way, because um, this mission doesn't happen without you. Now, there are thousands of people um, that take part in this. The uh, Marines, of course, um, everybody here at KBOI who has helped uh, put all this together. Um, Nate doing the show in the afternoon, Chris and I in the mornings. We, ha- we have some of the easiest jobs to do here. Um, but we can't say thank you enough to everybody who has pay- taken part and who will take part um, throughout the rest of the day. It, and the final day, it usually does get uh, quite busy out there. We've already heard that Nate Shellman has had uh, one of our state senators um, not even ask, but say she was going to steal his vehicle, mm-hmm. legally, by the way, um, and, and take uh, and go shopping. I'm not even going to tell you which, Tammy. I mean, which, which uh, senator <laughs> which it Nichols? was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. um, dimes could have been dimes, yeah, quarters. Yeah, wasn't, yeah. wasn't necessarily nickels. So um, we've also, just in case you had not heard, we've had three separate 10000 thousand dollar donations that's more than we've ever had um, in single donations in the past Um, we've had thousand dollar checks that have been written Um, we've had people who have taken and gone shopping with a thousand dollars Berkshire Hathaway was here earlier this week um, did that exact thing they had a thousand dollar budget went uh, went shopping and brought in Um, so thank you to everybody who was doing that Um, and they do and they do it's either cash or toys are fine because if they get cash, they go and buy toys. Yeah. So either way, it turns into toys for tots. And once again, um, at latest count, uh, we take new unwrapped toys, books. We take new bikes. We have got so many bikes this year, new bikes. The other thing, for the first time ever, we have done, and this has just been a, a huge success, we've teamed up with the Boise Bicycle Project. Mm-hmm. So normally in the past, all we took was new unwrapped toys this year boise bicycle project is also a part of this if you have used bikes bring them in we will take all those used bikes get them to the boise bicycle project and they've got about two uh weeks two to three weeks to get the bikes refurbished uh, repainted if they need new wheels brakes whatever they need um because they take requests from kids here in the treasure valley and so far they've got a little over five hundred kids who have requested that they want bikes for christmas this year the boise bicycle project is helping to fulfill um and those of you who have been a part of our toy drive this year and taking those bikes uh, at last count 111 used bikes in the past 11 days have been donated and that's up until this point this morning so we're expecting more to roll in today but out of the if you if you think and look at it you know boise bicycle project has 500 over a little over 500 kids who have requested a bike for christmas this year Uh, through your donations 111 that's that's one fifth of the bikes that they've needed it is it's maybe what like 21 percent something like that yeah um, so thank you. Uh, these, these are all things that without, I mean, we, we can broadcast, we can talk about it, we can, you know, beg, borrow, and, and steal. Okay, maybe not steal. Um, but without you, the we listeners. Can. We probably won't, but we can. <laughs> without you, the listeners, this, this goes nowhere. So a huge thank you to everybody. Um, for those of you, also, we get a request wondering um, how they might not be able to bring in toys or take part this week in the toy drive, but they wonder how they can also be a part of this. Um, the Marines, as part of their 
quest to get all these toys out in time for Christmas, um, they need volunteers. Um, We've got Scandinavian Designs, who has donated their warehouse um, to the Marines for Toys for Tots sorting and distribution. That's a huge thing because they get to use it, and that's been going on. The sorting and distributing has been going on since the beginning of this thing and will mm-hmm. continue uh, up until the 15th. But if you want to be a part of that, that's one way that you can help out because they do need volunteers. It's a lot of work to do that. You can go to their website, boise-id.toysfortots.com. Org. Um, that's the place you go to volunteer. You can get all your information there. Um, for those of you who you need the help, your family, your kids might not have a Christmas uh, this year if it wasn't for the uh, help of people like Toys for Tots. Um, you can ask for that help at the same website, boise-id.toysfortots.org. Once again, want to remind you, this is the final day. So if your business, your church, whatever, you've been gathering toys and you've got them all gathered and say, i got to get this stuff in today, 7 o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it will get a lot busier as we get closer to that cutoff time at 7 o'clock tonight. There have been tonight. some really interesting donations, too. The uh, guy that uh, works for the company that makes Ollie Balls, and if you don't know what those are, check them out online, O-L-L-Y, Ollie Balls. A Boise company, by the way. And, right, and uh, uh, he came and donated uh, 100 of those, and they're, they're fantastic. My, uh, my granddaughter has one. She's six, and the first thing you have to do is take markers and color the ball yourself. And it's it takes like eight hours to do that. And guess what? She sat there and did it for hours and hours. And hours. she's six, and it's and an she, indoor and ball. She, and she never lost focus the yeah. whole time. Which, it's an indoor ball, so that you can yeah, it use is. it in the in the winter time without right. having to go outside. Right. I mean, you know, don't throw it against the tchotchkes, but still, <laughs> um, some of the video it's games not going to break a window. How many video games earlier this was it last week that we had said had rolled in here, and these the video games expensive ones too. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean if you were going like, to buy these video games, what, it costs you like four hundred bucks. The Nintendo, bucks. the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, um, they're not cheap, and we've got a number of those people. Um, so to to see um, the amount of donations and uh, what people are donating every year, just absolutely. Yeah. Uh, blows me away. So uh, thank you once again. We have the toy uh, the toy store um, who was tired of right. paying for storage right. and has 10,000 toys in storage and, and donated all the toys in storage to Toys for Tots like I said, this year. One of, the, one of the lesser known Pixar movies, Toy Storage. It just <laughs> it never caught on because they, they pretty much just sit there. So once again, we're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, come on out and join us. You can't miss it. We're just off Fairview um, in between Sportsman's Warehouse and Texas Roadhouse, uh, right across the street um, from the village uh, at Meridian. Uh, and when we come back, I, I want to talk about uh, something. Um, I was hoping that this was going to happen this week. It doesn't look like it's going to, um, but there's not too many businesses that when they open, there has to be a traffic plan put together. Um, <laughs> this this is a uh, business that looks like it's due to open funny, within the next week or so. Funny how uh, th- those always seem to be somewhere near Eagle Road. Yeah, um, this business is due to open, and yeah, they had to put together a traffic plan. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, as it gets closer and closer. I, just, I still don't get it. 
because I've been to this place before. Uh, this will be the first one in Idaho to open, and it looks like we are just days away from that opening. We'll take a break. Our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, if you want to weigh in with your stories, just curious, did you celebrate St. Nicholas Day? Because tomorrow is St. Nicholas Day. Tonight is the night you would leave your shoes out if you were a kid to be filled with chocolates, nuts, uh, orange, uh, little trinkets of toys, um, it's something our family celebrated. We're not. It, it's a kind of a, a Dutch tradition. I don't know why our family did because we're not Dutch. We've got a few people who have shared this morning that uh, it was a tradition Maybe that their just, family did. You might have just had a lot of shoes and nuts. Yeah, that could be too. Or uh, I do admit we were in Dutch quite a bit when uh, I was a kid, well, so maybe that has to do with it. Um, but it, it's kind of nice that it kind of ties in, um, you know, the end of our 12 days of Christmas in the toy drive. And then uh, tonight, uh, St. Nicholas is uh, going to be going uh, tomorrow. So tonight would be the uh, celebration of St. Nicholas Eve. You can weigh in with that if you want another story we've been talking about the gut punch that boise state fans got yesterday um thoughts on Taylor green and uh, not specifically necessarily on Taylor green um but what this is going to mean going forward um we're getting a good taste at this because this is the second year year in a row boise state has had a quarterback enter the trans you know, a starting quarterback enter the transfer portal what's what's weird too the state of college football is making me feel better about like world politics. <laughs> uh, hey, that, that's a you know a good point. We may get through an entire show today without talking about. No, we okay, can't. Yeah, do I was going to say don't. No. <laughs> we can't. We can't make that promise yet. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy under Verizon Wireless. Email Chris at kboi dot com and Mike at kboi dot com. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Wally writes in and says, As soon as a player has a great year at a place like Boise State, college money will swoop them up. Yeah, I, I totally and think that that is where we are headed. You'll get Boise State that may get players that uh, are overlooked. And Ashton Jenny is one of those players that got overlooked. And the only reason he was overlooked is because um, he, he was traveling. He was uh, part of a military fam- family and was traveling around. So uh, never stayed in one place and, and got um, to develop as a player in high school um, and so he got overlooked by a lot of the uh, big big colleges that might want him. Um, comes to Boise State, starts as a true fresh, or gets to play a lot and starts as a true freshman when uh, the starting running back Holani was hurt, um, and then got even better his second year. Um, and now players like him, when you develop those players, you're you're going to see universities go. You know what? We're losing a, a senior running back. This guy would fit in really nicely at Texas, um, <laughs> where where his home state is from. Um, Power Five uh, schools. Not only that, but with NIL, name, image, and likeness, it's like we can go. It's like, hey, uh, I know Boise State's probably not paying you a uh, hundred grand a year, but if you would like, come here, and I promise you're going to get a minimum of uh, six-figure deal just by playing with us. And I, I unfortunately, I, I think that's where where you're going to see a lot of this. I, I agree with that. In that, you know, that's how Boise State has gotten good over the last 25 years is finding 
gems. Overlooked. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hassanin is a perfect example. The only, the, the first and only player that has ever been from Egypt who has played NCAA football. <laughs> Boise State found him, has developed him, still, and he has turned into a great defensive lineman. I, I still could get a tremendous kick out of that, that he was, you know, on the bus. Uh, in in Las Vegas and saw the Luxor and said, <laughs> our, our pyramids are better than that. Yeah, we got better pyramids than that. Um, you know, so the 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 unfortunately, uh, the unfortunate part about this thing, unless something is done, um, and and it's going to have to be done not at the NCAA level because the NCAA has already said um, that they are afraid of being sued if they oversee um, the legalities of NIL and transfer rules because this is something that was forced on them by the Supreme Court. Um, so now they're scared of being sued and having to spend millions of dollars and years in court fighting uh, any oversight on it. So they've refused to be oversight, uh, the oversight and being in charge of it. Um, the co- conference power conferences um, delivered a plea to congressional leaders last, last week, said we need to help have you helped save college sports, and we need it now. The commissioners of the Big Ten, Big 12, Atlantic Coast Conference, and Southeastern Conference quietly lobbied leaders in both parties last week, including Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell, House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries, to back legislation that would set national standards on how collegiate athletes can profit on their name, image, and likeness. In their first-ever joint interview, the four power conference leaders told CNN that the current landscape has created grave instability where collegiate athletes increasing transfer to different universities based on different states' rules on profiting off their name, image, and likeness, or NIL. Athletes' increase use of the transfer portal, they said, has become problematic in college sports, particularly for student-athletes' quest to get a college degree. And they are urging Congress to take measures and kind of because part of the problem is there are different rules for every state when it comes to to NIL. You know, you might have state of Idaho saying, well, you can you can have name, image, and likeness money, but you can't give that money to anybody or promise that right. money until they're actually at your university and playing. And then you can say, hey, now we're going to give you this to help us advertise our business. Where some other states are like. Hey, if you come to our university, we're going to mm-hmm. give you fifty grand just for coming here. And once you uh, make the, are on the team, we guarantee you're going to make a minimum of a million dollars. And we talked earlier this season, the top ten players in NCAA football this year all make more than one million dollars. Shadur uh, Sanders is the number one player uh, as mm-hmm. far as money. Uh, Probably doesn't need it because his dad, well, Dion, makes a lot. Probably uh, was a good idea that he signed his contract the first three or four weeks of the season, too. $4.5 million is what he made this Just year. Didn't they lose like their last seven in a row or uh, something? And he also hurt his, he's got, uh, I can't remember if he broke his back. He's hurt his back. Yeah. Um, so he's got, uh, but he's got one more. I mean, he makes $4.5 million. He's not mm-hmm. going to make that in the NFL, probably, right? In in one year. Well, so, not right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll take a break. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. We're into the final day, once again, of Idaho's largest toy drive. The 12th day uh, at the end of business today. If you want to bring them in, uh, bring the toys in. We've got donations that have been rolling in all morning long. We'll continue with the donations up until 7 o'clock tonight. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Now, by the way, um, there is no Grinch here, Toys for Tots. Uh, the Grinch is the uh, transfer portal. That, that's the Grinch. Um, got a uh, text message in, 208-336-3700 from uh, Darren and Cuna says, I'm a BSU grad and a homer. I don't blame Talon for at least looking. He's had how many coaching and coordinators now? On top of that, I think Avalos slash Hamden insulted him in general with how they started him for one play to just bench him previously. I don't, like I said earlier this morning too, by the way, um, I do not either um, question whether or not uh, Green does this or not, for whatever his reasons. And and I mentioned this earlier this morning. You don't question his personal motives. No, no. I mean, you have the right. This is the rules that we operate on, but that doesn't mean it it was less of a gut punch for me yesterday when I saw this on social media. Um, I had high hopes because he had probably played his personal best game all year in the UNLV game. Um, He had had one bad pass. I get it. That interception uh, might not uh, be a, a great play. But he had some really good passes in that game. That, that last touchdown he threw um, to the tight end uh, was a great pass. And I, I think development-wise, I, I don't know if it's uh, happened this season, uh, but I think you could see it into the next year. So I don't, I don't. Look, if he wants to try other places, I get it. He wants mm-hmm. to open up the ability. There's rumors out there that are, have been a handful of teams that have already reached out to him. I don't know if he's going to be coming back. The uh, coach, head, new head coach, Spencer Danielson, um, he, number one, says that he is going to be talking with his dad and him. He said last night, as early as last night, so I don't know if that uh, that conversation happened. But he said, we're not done with Taylor. We're going to continue to work to try to keep Same. him here. Talon Green has also said this doesn't mean he is leaving 100%. He just wanted to open up the possibility. So I don't, we don't know. Um, the gut punch part of it is, of course, that we don't even know if he's going to be here for the um, game coming up here. Uh, the on LA the Bowl. 16, is that 16th? Uh, hosted by Grunk. Yeah, yeah, on the 16th. On January the 6th. There are like seven or eight bowl games that day. Yeah. Which, I, I thought there is, was only a few on that, and that's the first day kind of the way of bowl uh, season is the 16th. You know, New Year's was when we were a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny says, why play for the uh, love of the game when you know it's all about the dollars? You see it all the time on the pro level. It's just a trickle-down effect. Uh, James in Garden City says, the portal programs with revolving doors will not be successful. A program invests in an athlete before they are proven. 
Then the program provides the resources to grow and prove your value. Then you leave for greener pastures. The Broncos need to build a new tradition of commitment and shun the portal as a path to brighter lights and bigger stages. Rather, the portal should be a path for a player to get on the field when he is too far down on a loaded depth chart. The problem is uh, you can't shun the portal from just one way. You, you, you can say, hey, we're going to shun the portal. That doesn't mean the athletes that want to go to someplace else for a better opportunity aren't going to leave. Um, and when you have athletes leave, Boise State has used the transfer portal itself. Yeah. Um, and very well, by I might add. Um, the uh, all-Mountain West uh, offensive lineman this year, uh, first-team off- offensive lineman, uh, Cade Bursford is a transfer from Washington mm-hmm. State University for the uh, two years ago. Um, and, I mean, they use it too, and if you lose people, you've got to have people um, in the program that know how the transfer uh, portal works, and it's going to be the, used as a recruiting tool now. The, the, here's how common it is. The finalists for the 2023 Heisman Trophy were announced on Monday, and they are Louisiana State quarterback Jaden Daniels, Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., and Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison. How many of Jr. those had played someplace else? Three out of the four. Of Everyone the four. but Harrison is a transfer portal acquisition. Uh, Daniels quarterbacked Arizona State before moving to LSU. Nix played at Auburn and then left to go to Oregon. And Penix started at Indiana and then ended up at, uh, at Washington. Clay Out West uh, writes... They, they kind of all moved up. Yeah. Clay Out West uh, writes in, every non-Power 5 school has become a farm system for the Power 5 schools. Yeah, pretty much. And with so much money to be made on Im- name, image, and likeness, we may see students in Ph.D. programs playing as eight-year seniors. There we go. <laughs> there, By the way, there has <laughs> been in the past two, only two, players who have played eight years. We may see, for the first time ever, a ninth-year senior next year for Miami. There's been a player, a tight end for the Miami Hurricanes, Mm -hmm. who has uh, asked the NCAA for one more year. Hardship type thing. Uh, Yeah, he had uh, an injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's had a a number of injuries. Um, So he is going to be asking. Plus, you have the uh, COVID years that all people who were playing during the COVID um, got an extra year. Got an extra year. Um, he could be. He has petitioned the NCAA to allow him to play for a ninth year. Now, just because he's petitioned doesn't mean he's necessarily going to get it. Yeah. Um, he was able to play three games this year for Miami. Usually, if you only play three games and you're injured for well, the rest of the year, they you know, do allow I mean, you a hardship year. He wants his kids to see him play. So, I mean, I understand that. <laughs> he's, got, he's got grandkids now. Yeah, I'm uh, no kidding. <laughs> He wants his grandkids to come to the game. Yes, he wants to be able to walk out on senior day with his grandkids. Yeah, that's not why they call it senior day. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this um, new scheduling uh, next year uh, for Boise State University and uh, a new um, scheduling agreement with the what is called the Pac-2 now because mm-hmm. Pac-12 is no longer going to exist. Because that's all they have left is two. We did mention uh, that there was an agreement signed. Um, Oregon State, 
Washington State will now be playing uh, each of the teams in the Mountain West. Six each, anyway. Yep, six, yeah. six each. So they're calling it a, a plus-one schedule. So mm-hmm. um, there's going to be some scheduling that has to change for Boise State next year because right now, under that schedule, they have too many games. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who, which one of the Mountain West teams get dropped out. I mean, I, I, looking at the schedule, I can tell you which team I wouldn't uh, want to play, but as of right now in 2024, this is Boise State's schedule. Um, they have Oregon State are already scheduled, so that does not count as their plus one. So, okay. So next year, Boise State will play both Oregon State and, and Washington, Washington State. State. They have Georgia Southern to begin the season. They play at Oregon, and then they play Portland State at home. Um, even with Portland State and Georgia Southern, that is a tough non-conference too, schedule right yeah. there. Too bad we don't consider games in Oregon home games because yeah. we'd have three extra this year. <laughs> now, this is uh, who they're scheduled to play in the Mountain West. Keep in mind, one of these teams will be coming off the schedule because it will be replaced by Washington State. So their schedule next year in the, uh, the conference, Colorado State, mm-hmm. Nevada, UNLV, and Utah State are all at home. Hawaii New Mexico, San Jose State, and Wyoming uh, are all on the road. Okay. So one of those games love, is going to disappear. Love. You notice we don't have Fresno State and we Ooh. don't have Air Force in there next year. Love those road games at Wyoming, said everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see which, get, which games get dropped off. I mean, as a fan, you're going, okay, drop off either the UNLV or the Wyoming game. Wyoming mm-hmm. road game would be great because they usually play that game in, in November. Um, so drop that game off. And they usually played in Laramie, which is even worse. <laughs> What's going to happen is they're probably going to get, uh, you know, Hawaii, um, Nevada, uh, not expected to be good next year. Those yeah. games will be probably dropped off. But it is interesting to see. Next year's schedule is going to be very tough yeah. uh, for You guys want to play Hawaii State. at home? No. <laughs> 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. There is one more segment on the way. This is the seventh annual Idaho's largest toy drive, day number 12. Uh, we're underway with day number 12. This will be the final day. So we'll wrap things up here tonight at 7 o'clock. We've had a big rush so far, once again, of toys coming in this morning. Keep them coming. Keep them coming uh, because we, the, the great thing for you is you get to drop them off here, and then yeah. we make sure that they get to the Marines to be disseminated out. So if you've been gathering toys as a business, uh, your church, whatever, we've got a lot of businesses that started doing that. Um, bring them in today. you have until 7 o'clock when we start tearing things down. We are working on our fifth. All right, we've got four 53-foot semis so far. We are into our fifth semi. It would be awesome if we could get working on a sixth semi by the end of the day because we've we've never done that before. We've done 212 feet of semi already. So far this year already. Um, So we keep adding to that uh, total. We need your help to do it, though. Toys for Tots, seventh annual Idaho's largest toy drive underway. 76th year, by the way, Toys for Tots that have been doing this. Help us. It's to benefit Toys for Tots, especially kids who are looking to have a very Merry Christmas in our extended Treasure Valley area. KBOI News Time, 946. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
That's why today is the uh, end, because there's only 12 days uh, of Christmas songs, so uh, there's not a 13 days of Christmas song. Uh, so today is uh, that it. That doesn't make me unhappy. <laughs> this is it. Uh, up until 7 o'clock tonight, we're in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Once again, a huge thank you to all of our sponsors, um, all the people who have donated so far. Those of you who will be donating, thank you to the Marines once again. Uh, Nate Shulman will wrap things up uh, with his show 3 until 7 this afternoon for all those final uh, donations. Uh, Ron in Meridian writes in uh, email mike at kby.com. Uh, the talk of oranges earlier this morning brought to my mind the tradition of my grandmother. She put oranges, they were scarce in salmon Idaho during the 1930s, mm. in my mother's and her brother's stocking Christmas Eve. My mother continued to put oranges in our stocking during the 60s and I continue this tradition putting oranges in my grandkids' uh, stockings. We were talking earlier this morning that uh, tomorrow is uh, St. Nicholas Day. Tonight is the night you would put your shoes out and we always as a kid um would get oranges in our shoe that was one of yeah. the treats oranges nuts so some I, candies i remain a clueless protestant <laughs> even even after we didn't celebrate saint uh, nicholas day anymore as our, our as we got older mm-hmm. uh in our stockings there would always every single year be an orange and we would all look at each other and go like we had got a pair of socks it was about you, you, it that you bad want a, you want an orange <laughs> No, here, here, my, my orange. Um, final countdown is uh, on, by the way. I had hoped that this was going to happen over the last 11 days. Um, it hasn't. In and Out Burger, by the way, is right across the street from us. And, and I thought, okay, In and Out Burger, if they open up, I'm going to make a stop. I know they're getting close uh, for two reasons. Number one, I have come to work this morning and, and on my way here before 6 o'clock. Um, you don't see this very often. Yeah. There were people inside the building working. Is that right? Yeah, at, at, at 5.30 in the morning. Um, the village also, the other reason I know uh, is that they are preparing uh, for the burger uh, chain to open because um, they have now put together a uh, parking lot and traffic plan for the opening. That's how big this is going to be. Um, apparently, they're going to have an in-and-out staging and stacking area for cars. And they're using uh, the what used to be unused dirt lots along the west side of the property. Now, these four large dirt lots have been unused for years. And they have just been paved to accommodate the stacking plan to avoid the long single-file lines that a lot of people see on Internet-related searches when the... Uh, restaurant opens up yeah so you won't be in one long line i don't know if this is any better um you'll be in a staging area uh stacked with a bunch of other cars waiting to get through the drive-through if you want to do it here's the other thing um that's absolutely amazing that you don't see in other restaurants that open up um in and out is bringing in 200 all-star team members for the grand opening their one role within the company be? is grand opening new stores. Yeah. They are practiced at planning and orchestrating the grand opening with traffic management plans. Not the sort of all stars who say sign autographs. They, uh, you maybe they should be. Maybe they would. I, I imagine if you would ask, they probably would hey, sign an autograph. Can, can you write your name in ketchup? That would be so cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, it looks like it's going to be opening here within the next couple of weeks. They haven't 
officially announced the grand opening day, uh, but with everything that's happened now that they've come up with a traffic plan, uh, it looks like it is yeah. going to be instead of uh, within weeks or months, it's going to be within days. This will be the first to open up here in Idaho, by the way. Um, the other one uh, moving forward near Boise Town Square Mall. Uh, that one is also uh, scheduled to open up next year. And then uh, a building application also submitted for Nampa. See, that store is scheduled to be opening up in the Marketplace Boulevard like any TGI Fridays used to be. Like any of the other places, I'm going to wait till it's no longer special before I go. Well, in uh, about 2035, you might be able to uh, finally... I mean, a lot of people say that uh, about Chick-fil-A. Have you ever gone by a chick? I mean, there's a Chick Fil A right here. I've uh-huh. never gone by that when there isn't at least ten, twenty cars in line. I, well, again, I don't get it because I won't stand in line, you know, for any kind of food. I don't care how good it is, um, even free food. I won't stand in line for. Thanks a lot, everybody. Um, we'll give you an update coming up here uh, to- tomorrow morning. Might be the only thing I will stand in line. for. <laughs> we won't uh, be broadcasting live, but today, wrapping things up here. Bring your donation.